to consolidate all of that to say, what is everyone asking for? If you run across every employer and every single one of them wants a Splunk certification, you should probably get a Splunk certification. I don't have any personal knowledge of that, but if everybody's asking for it, that's a pretty good indicator that it's going to be important, if not now, certainly later on when you start looking again for another job. Right. Um, and my second question was, um, for a person like me who does not have like a security clearance and who cannot get employed at <clears throat> somewhere in the Northeast, like me either. Um, <clears throat> so what would the approach be? Because I am living in California and uh, um, there are jobs in security, but they just require you to have like four years and five years of experience. So every time I'm looking at jobs, it's like I don't have that experience and I don't have the security clearance either to look for a normal job if I move back to, let's say, Virginia, Northern Virginia. Um, yeah, if you have any piece of advice, if you can give me, I would really appreciate it. The security clearance thing is a bit of a, of a, of a unique requirement because it's really for those specific jobs. If you're in Virginia, Maryland, D.C. area, you need a security clearance. If you're anywhere else in the country, it never comes up. Not a big deal at all. But as you mentioned, what they're asking for is some practical experience. This is probably pretty common in security that you don't generally start a security position at the entry level. If there are entry-level security positions that you're finding, they tend to be in a, a role such as a SOC, a security operations center. Uh, that would be someone who is entry level into security, kind of taking the help desk calls, uh, monitoring security systems, monitoring uptime and availability, and then reacting if they happen to receive a call or see something that needs to be acted upon. Uh, not every company has a SOC. We were talking about very large companies that tend to break out a network operations center, a NOC, versus a security operations center, a SOC, and run them independently or at least in, in a very different set of roles for those two particular areas. That's where you'd find entry level. Everywhere else is not going to be entry level. Mm -hmm. Security requires so much of a knowledge of a network. Um, and I mention this all, all the time on my study groups is you do have to have this foundational knowledge in networking to ever hope to be able to work in the IT security industry because a huge part of the job is interacting and integrating with all of those different technologies that are all the way down the stack. You can't install a firewall unless you understand routing and switching. You can't uh, install an IPS unless you understand the nuances of the IP protocol and TCP and UDP. Uh, and then, of course, integrate that into an environment that is redundant. So you have multiples of these that are either working as a primary, always on, and a secondary that's waiting in the wings, or you're working them in an active-active role where they're both operating at the same time, which adds a whole new level of complexity on top of everything else because you have to keep both of these independent devices running simultaneously with the same routing and the same switching. It becomes relatively uh, involved to be able to engineer such a thing. And so that's why you will find many of these jobs are asking for people that already have that networking knowledge. They want people that have already been in the trenches with these, and they're looking for that foundation because they know if they put them into these roles, they're going to have to know that and then layer the security on top of that. And that's probably the biggest reason for this. If you're interested in getting into IT security, I think the best path for most people is through the networking ranks. 
And it may be a rank, maybe a path that many people don't even think about because the industry tends to tell us you need to get uh, some type of knowledge in attacking. You need to be on the red team. You need to be on the blue team. You need to do pin testing. Exactly. If you do pin testing, you know everything. Not true. You really need that, that networking foundation first, Hassan. Right, right. Okay. Um, well, that was very helpful, and I see that you're wearing a jacket, and I'm assuming it's cold down. It, it gets cold in Florida. Some people don't realize it, but it does get cool. So I've got the long sleeves on today. Uh, hopefully, it'll get back up where we can go swimming again in the winter. Maybe that'll happen in Florida soon. <laughs> All right. Well, you take it easy. Thanks. Thanks and for calling. I'll Appreciate probably it. Talk to you later. Thanks, Hassan. That's that's always a challenge too, and I think part of this is the industry that has not done a very good job of explaining to people how to move up those ranks. Part of it, I think, is because we are very driven by what's what's interesting, and pin testing is really interesting. Uh, being able to attack and gain access to a system that is a very interesting part of security. It is the tiniest little sliver. Of security, though, there's not a lot of pen testing jobs out there relative to all of the other security jobs that are available to you in the world. Uh, so the industry tells you pen testing. It's so awesome. Look how sexy and interesting pen testing is. The reality is you should probably be studying for jobs.